how's it going? This is Alberto. I want to welcome you to the AB Collective Podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on Spotify and iTunes. Thank you so much. It means the world to us that you've been listening. Also, I want to thank you for the great feedback they've received, whether it's been on YouTube or leaving uh, comments on uh, ratings on iTunes or even through DM. Thank you so much. We appreciate all the thoughts that you've had to share with us, and we want to continue to hear from you. So do us a favor. After watching this video, leave us a comment, hit like, subscribe, let us know what you think, give us some feedback. We want to hear from you, and also if you have any ideas of some things that you'd want to hear, we'd also love to hear from you as well. Um, I'm really excited today for uh, our guests that we're going to have on this episode. I'm with my man, Alex Delgado. We are here getting ready to talk about youth ministry and some practical things that you can do in your leadership. But uh, Alex, how you doing, man? Good, man. Good to see you. Good to see you. Yeah. Good to have you, man. Yeah, man. Not Thank only you. is this a plus that I am in the presence of my man, Alex Delgado, but he is also Cuban. Woo! And me being Cuban, that means that you get a double portion on today's episode. Extra caffeine. Extra caffeine. I've already had had two shots of espresso and so I'm lit but uh <laughs> Alex so good to yeah. have you man yeah. hey uh tell us uh, really quick before we dive into the deep of ministry and and leadership and stuff like that man tell us a little bit about yourself and uh where you're at man uh it's been a journey you know I didn't grow up in the church or anything like that like you said Cuban we came to this country when I was like six months old, wow. you know, in chase of the American dream. Right. So you get caught up in all that and uh, wrap it all up. I never thought I would end up where I ended up. Right. But I ended up in a place where I had nowhere to look but up. Wow. You know, and uh, I was introduced to this God that I couldn't see, couldn't touch, couldn't feel, really didn't understand much about it. But I was empowered by the wow. Holy Spirit, man. Yeah. And my life was radically changed. Wow. Not only mine, but my whole family's. Yeah. So I, I took this answer to a call that said, you're going to go and you're going you're gonna to serve my people and wow. I have a plan for you. Wow. So I ended up in L.A. Uh, at TCMI. And uh, not knowing what God had for me, I ended right. up on a mission trip to all youth evangelism. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, and we're serving and I'm just serving kids and it just came natural, but I didn't think nothing of it. And there was a guy, he prophesied over me on the mission trip, your ministry has begun now. Wow. You know, I'm like, yeah, obviously. Right, right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, we get home, and a week after we get home, that church has let go of their youth pastor and takes me on as the interim youth director. Oh, wow. Yeah. I had never been in a youth ministry in all my life. Wow. Because I didn't grow up in the church. Right. So I still haven't been in a youth ministry I haven't been the pastor of. Right. Okay. <laughs> so just, nice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, so I had a, a lot to learn. Right, when right. I j jumped in. You were learning to fly the plane while in the air. Yeah. 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 So uh, I've had to ask a lot of questions along the way, yeah. ask a lot of help, you know, and then I met my uh, wife. Wow. who lives in Fresno, California. And okay. I was like, where? <laughs> What's Fresno? Oh, California must be nice there. Must be nice by ocean, the coast. Yeah, you ocean, you know, 70 degrees. You know, I moved there in March of 17. It was 114 degrees. Wow. We get there. And I was like, where is this? Yeah, yeah. But um, that's where we really started to get our feet wet into ministry wow. and really learn and uh, really learn how to develop teams 
and build teams and just how to serve. You yeah. know, I was on fire for God and I was passionate about preaching, but I really didn't know a lot about leading. So I had the privilege of being under a pastor for a couple of years. It really taught me right. how to build teams, how to empower people. Right. You know, the Ephesians 4 model that says equip the saints for right. works of service. And after being there for a couple of years, my wife and I really felt a, a call of God for what we've been through in our right, life right. to uh, downtown Fresno. Wow. And we, uh, we took a leap of faith, man. And uh, we are now at Cornerstone in downtown Fresno wow. under Pastor Franklin, who is an amazing pastor wow. who I've learned so much from. And he just pours into me and empowers me. And uh, he's got a vision and a mantle for the city like wow. I've never seen before. He's got a heart for the whole wow. city. So uh, we get to serve our city now yeah. at a capacity that I never thought we would. Wow. But it was unique because when we got there, uh, there hadn't been a youth group for nine months. Wow. So this wasn't like jump into a youth ministry, we're going. It was nothing there for nine months. Wow. So uh, they introduce us as the youth pastors and uh, because of our knowledge of knowing what not to do at this point, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. We don't have to do everything. Not start the youth ministry. We, with our pastor advice and Pastor Nate, who works with me hand in hand, he said, "Let's slow this thing down. Why don't we build leaders?" Yeah. So for the first two months, we didn't do anything but leadership. Wow. And built lead teams and built a model of systems that could sustain this. So really when we were ready to launch, we had more leaders than kids at that point right. because we were focusing on creating a team that can sustain growth, that can handle and be the ones to do the works of service. Wow. And we have the most amazing lead team. I'm sure every leader says that on the planet. Wow. I mean, we have leaders that come and serve with everything they have. The only reason I believe we are where we are right now is because of the leadership team we have. Yeah, no, I actually just signed out to be one of your, your youth leaders. I, I'm actually ready to do this. Oh, man. And, Can uh, you preach, brother? Yeah, no, yeah, no. I'll, I'll sit under you, man. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll stick the pre-party going. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting, and, and for people who, do, who, are, who are listening might not know um, you, um, they will after this, but what you've been able to do in a matter of nine months? Uh, 17 weeks, 17 weeks. Okay. So two days, uh, (laughs) has been, um, incredible. I would even, I would even go out on a limb and say, it's, it's almost like a sense of revival because I know we're talking about systems and we need to have systems, but God needs to bless those systems as well. And so I think that one of the things that God has definitely blessed in you is that you've taken a strong leadership approach and you've had a strong leadership model, but God has also graced you with an anointing. And I think that we're getting into that. We're not careful. I think we're getting into this, uh, and I see that both on you. I think we're getting into this space where we're getting so focused on a model that we're forgetting about anointing. And you, my friend, are someone that carries the anointing and also carries the leadership ability to do so. So I feel like God has definitely blessed you in those two arenas. And I want, I want to expound on this because there's a lot of youth pastors that I connect with. There's a lot of youth pastors that do reach out to me. I just ran into one in the city um, and maybe he's watching at my barber shop and he recognized me and he said, yo, I need some leadership content. I just started doing youth ministry. And so you're seeing there's a big need out there. But I like what you said. You didn't start a youth ministry just right off the cuff. You started investing into leaders and creating a system that would be able to sustain the weight of the youth ministry. Speaking to that, how did you begin to create systems and develop leaders within the context of youth ministry? 
So our philosophy and approach to youth ministry is more focused on the meat of God and uh -huh. the scripture of God mm -hmm. than games or stuff like that. These kids can handle the truth of God. So what yeah. we do is we do a basically a service for them, but we broke it down. We call it gatekeepers, okay. but we looked at 12 to 10 areas where we need an actual leader over. So for me, prayer is very important. I'm right. a product of prayer. Right. I believe in it. Right. We have a team just for prayer. Wow. That all they do is Wait, pray. Hold on. <laughs> in your youth ministry, you have a team that just prays. That's it. That's I, all they do. I have adults come in and lay their hands on each and every single chair uh -huh. before these kids come in. Uh -huh. And we're on group meet together. And that department uh -huh. every day sends out the spiritual atmosphere of what the team is supposed to pray for. And they're interceding seven days a week for our kids. That's a department. Because now I have someone sitting in the church right. that's doesn't think they're needed right. or they don't have a gift. And it's like, oh, I can use you. You're wow. part of the youth wow. ministry. And these are adults. Wow. They're not just kids. Yeah. They're interceding for the kids. So now you just got multi-generational with your youth ministry. Exactly. And building that bridge. And then the, the further step to that is if a kid's hurting, a kid knows that there's someone already there praying for them. Hey, why don't you go back to the prayer team? And we're building that bridge now so that there is between generation right. community that, hey, these are the people I need to go to. So I need to go to my elders when wow. I need something in creating that gap. That's just one of our gates wow. where people would be like, why do you have these elders in here? They're just sitting in the back and they wow. may look out of place. I can't afford not to be covered in prayer. I hope that you all caught that because this is the first person that I've sat down with that's been in youth ministry that and maybe it, other people just forgot to mention it, that have said that the first thing we did is develop a prayer team. That is the foundation of all things. And you weren't negligent in saying, we're just going to let the spirit take over and we're just no. going to trust that he's going to, no, we're going to pray, but we're also going to do our due diligence. So the foundation so far that you've told me, number one, prayer. Yes. Okay. I hope we, you're writing that down, y'all. We have a prayer team that they go before everything we do. Okay. Uh, obviously, uh, one of our gates is worship. <laughs> I mean, it's critical yeah. that we have a worship team that can communicate with kids that not is just, I'm bringing in this awesome adult team to bless our kids. No, that's going to raise up the future worship leaders. Wow. I rather go less in talent and more in community. Wow. Then bring in a, a, a system wow. that just like, here, you receive. No, you got to get involved in this. Less in talent and more in community. Yes. Write that down. Yeah. So that's, that's huge. Now we have a worship leader that can develop, train, and bridge. Because everything goes to the main church, too. We're not just a silo. It's community building bridges that, hey, once you're in youth ministry on Sundays, you know, five years from now when you're an adult, you're going to be worshiping and using these talents wow. and teaching them. So that's one of our gates. Uh, sound, tech, and media is one of our gates. Wow. So we have a sound team. So we have kids serving, doing the slides, but we have a gatekeeper to that. So what you do, what we've done is the gatekeeper is the one who's responsible for that team, who uh, builds that team, who's the spiritual authority of that team. Wow. So it's not just the pastor over everyone. Right. I meet with my 12 gatekeepers, and when they have a problem, I say, well, how are you going to handle it? Right. So I, I teach my uh, gatekeepers how to handle conflict 
or how to build people up or how to maybe shift someone from one gate who's not a good fit to another. Got it. So we have a kitchen crew. Okay. <laughs> okay. Got to feed them. Yeah. Got to feed our kids every yeah. week. So I need somebody to be over that because I can't be the one ordering all this food, doing it all back there. So I have a gatekeeper for that. Their job is to make sure that that kitchen is running smoothly. When we come out of service, all of them are fed. Right. We have a gatekeeper for social media. That's a huge outlet. Social right. media is evangelism in modern days. You, you it mean, is our you, number one You mean tool. it's not of the devil? <laughs> no. I mean, I, I don't see a lot of tracks being handed out, right. but you can surely post a whole lot of content yep. that will bring, especially in youth ministry. Right. When these kids see themselves, not me, not the pastor preaching an awesome word, they don't care about that. Right. But when they see their friends in community, yep. smiling, Those laughing, shots. well, I need to go check yeah. that church out. And now you got a kid coming in, never heard the gospel, is saved, and a week later he's being baptized. We had four kids last Wait, night. Wait, so you mean the kids don't care about our sound bites on Instagram? Nothing. <laughs> mm, okay. I, I connect with some people. They're like, what do you use for slides? I was like, I have no idea. But yeah. I, I'll connect uh, that, you with the Yeah, first. yeah, yeah. I don't know. We put the scripture up there. Yeah, that's I, it. That's yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> but we, we're really focused on community. Okay. A, a big philosophy is the welcome team. The welcome team is two-part. It's VIP guests, which we created for first-time guests. We take them through kind of an experience, but then the welcome team has to be contacting kids. So keeping track of the kids to come through so that we can close the back door. Mm. Uh, and being in relationship with these kids. Right. As a whole, one thing we have to do is every kid's got to be con contacted outside of Wednesday or Sunday. I if we're it. waiting to see them on Wednesday, we lost. Mm. If, if our vision really is reach the city, you got to go out. Now, I, I want to speak about something because, I, I mean, I might, I don't know. I've kind of noticed this culture, and, and I think that I felt prey to it as a youth pastor at yeah. some point and maybe even as, as, a, as a church planter at one point. But sometimes it seems like youth ministries are more concerned about just the number of students yeah. that they're reaching so it looks good on the gram yeah. or what they're wearing when they're preaching, so mm -hmm. we can make it on preachers with sneakers type of environment, <laughs> and, and I, that might be that yeah. might be uh, a, you know wrong and insane. But can you speak to that culture because you really you're really talking about reaching students. Yeah, I mean, have you noticed that in some sense? How do you combat that? I don't. I mean, I don't know. Just yeah. just a question. Yeah. Well, I love sneakers. Yeah, I love sneakers too. <laughs> I'm from Chicago, so obsessed a little bit with Jordan. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's real easy as a youth pastor to go on the gram and be like, man, I'm missing the mark. You know, I remember sitting there with eight kids, just sitting there like, man, what am I gonna do? And you compare yourself to these mountains. But really, when you get down to this thing, if kids' lives aren't being changed, it doesn't matter if you got 500 kids in that room. Right. What are you doing with the lives that God has entrusted you with? And I think you gotta be very intentional about that. Yeah. And you really gotta have some voices in your life that keep you with the eyes on the vision because all of us can easily be swayed into growing this thing and that. Right. And that's where the gatekeepers really keep us grounded because we all have an assignment to do that we're, everything we do is intentional about being in a kid's life mm. and doing life with the kid. Right. So the fuel behind, see people gotta know your why. Yeah. Why do you do what you do? That's good. Because I wish to God 
somebody would have came and told me about the saving grace of the gospel Come on. in a way I understood it, in a way that was relevant, in a way that I could look and say, man, you know, we dress the way we do because I want to connect with you. Right. You know, if I'm going to go speak at a men's business thing, I'm going to wear a suit because I want to connect right. with you. Paul says, I become all things to all men. Right. So we might win some. So in youth ministry, I think we do got to be relevant, right. but we got to remember the mission. What's our why? Well, you know, I wouldn't ended up a heroin addict if right. somebody would have came and told me about Jesus and would have been driving me around with them and taking me under their wing. Wow. Maybe I would be here without all that pain wow. or people that die right. and don't make it. So I think that's a, a good way of saying, where's my why? Uh -huh. And surrounding ourselves with amazing people like yourself yeah. or leaders that have maybe done this before us. Because if we don't have a voice feeding into us, we ain't got nothing to pour out. Wow. So, so you got to know your why. You got to continuously be reminded of the why. You have gatekeepers that you remind of the why, but they also remind you yeah. of the why. So you yeah. kind of have this cross-pollinating that's going on, the type of relationship with your leaders. Yeah. Now, you went from eight kids in a matter of 16 weeks? Yeah, well, in 16 weeks, we had zero youth ministry zero when youth, we started. And yeah. now you are running... Uh, last night we had 200 in the room. 200 and yeah. you baptized 50 students. Yeah. We've, uh, it's kind of humbling to say, but in, in the 17 weeks we have over 400 recorded salvations. And wow. over 85 kids have been baptized. Yeah, you're experiencing what I would call Mark of Revival. God has definitely graced your ministry yeah. with a special touch to do what you're doing. Yeah. Now, as you as a leader, what adjustments and shifts have you had to, have you had to make in your leadership from going from zero kids to the amount of kids that you're running now? Has there been any shifts that you've had to make in that short amount of time? Well, a, a major shift is I spend way more time with leaders than students. And, and Hold on. Whoa. Oh my gosh. You mean to tell me that you're spending more time with your leaders and your students? Yeah. So you're not spending a lot of time with your students. I, so who's spending time with your students? My leaders. So what kind of a youth pastor are you that you're not in the, every single life of every single student? Um, I'm You're, duplicating myself. There it is. That's, that's what I wanted to get right there. I always say Scott Wilson says there's three kinds of leaders or work. there's workers, there's uh, equippers, and there's multipliers. And the way that you're going to grow your ministries is by being a multiplier, somebody that reproduces yourself into others so that they can go reproduce themselves into others. Yeah. So it seems that's like something that you've been doing. Yeah. Have you got any pushback for that? No, no, nothing but fanning in the flame. Really? My pastor, he encourages me so much. And then my, you know, Pastor Nate comes alongside me. They actually champion me in the fact that we have so many adult leaders. For them, that speaks more volumes than worrying about the numbers of how many youth are. Wow. Because we're taking adults who were not serving in the ministry. And now, not only are serving, I'm telling you, my lead team, I, I cannot stress how committed they are. And honestly, I said it last night to our team as we did our huddle our unity to the vision. Granted, people are going to, you know, I'm Cuban. I'm going to offend you from that pulpit one we way are, or We another. are going to offend you. <laughs> Period. Do not take it personal. It's slightly the espresso. <laughs> yeah. So, but we have a unity that they know the why, you know. They know the why because they know the statistics and the need of our city. Wow. I mean, we're going into areas that nobody wants to go into. We wow. have group homes coming wow. that have nothing to offer. Wow. They don't come with a tithe. They don't come with parents. They don't even come with family. Right. And we only get them for four to six weeks, but we've built that bridge. That's wow. another gate. 
That's we have just a gate for someone to be over. Fresno wow. is uh, Fresno is known as the state of California's uh, capital of group homes. We have 126 group homes wow. in Fresno. Wow. They ship them from all over California there. Wow. So, again, the unity of all of us wanting to reach the city as leaders. Wow. That's incredible. I'm, I'm just, I'm sitting, I mean, you are equipping the saints for the work of the church yeah. is literally what you're doing. It's what we're called to do. So I've heard a few things. If you're, not even if just you're in youth ministry, but if you're in youth ministry, I've heard a few things, a few nuggets. The first foundational thing that you created was a gate of prayer. You mm -hmm. created a sense of prayer. You created a sense of strong vision, knowing the why we do what we do. Then you've done a phenomenal job in articulating that vision to your team that you have built that you have created systems for things that there wasn't even need for the system yet. Right. But you got these things in place called gatekeepers to prepare for the kids that were coming. You uh, had a heart not only for students, but for the city in, in a sense. So you've adopted that vision. And um, you've also reached out even to the broken in the group homes who have nothing to offer, who are who are just broken and need to hear the message of hope and you're loving on people and your results have been a massive amount of success yeah. and you're just getting started. Yeah, we're, we're excited. I mean, if we're seeing this in the summer, we're really gearing up for the, sending these kids back to their schools different. So you're getting ready to embark even on something greater as these kids go back to school. Oh, that's everything we're doing is intentionally what we're, be, what we're preaching everything so we've created something else now which is we call them reach groups because wow. everything we do is about reaching mm -hmm. so we're meeting five days a week right now wow uh but so events are great the numbers are great the energy's great you get on that stage you can feel it right but discipleship happens in smaller community wow change happens in smaller community so we have uh five nights a week kids meeting in groups from 10 to 30 uh, to actually do Bible study. Wow. We're all doing the same exact 21-day devotional right now. Wow. So the whole system is hearing the same voice of heaven, hearing the same scriptures, praying the same way. And then we take these kids. The other day I had about 20 in my house, and I asked them, I said, how many of you learn better this way? This way? And I just sat there and waited. Every hand went up. Wow. All. And they were like, why is that? Because we had fun on Wednesday. We love Wednesday. Yeah. But I feel like I learn more. It's because they can take the mask off. Wow. And then in that small community. So our, our vision is to meet seven days a week because that's where the change happens. But let, you know, it's more of an evangelistic night when we gather in a celebration. Wow. So you're gathering big but growing small. Yeah. In those groups. Yes. Wow. A lot of the stuff that you're 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 doing your pastors helping you and i know that you're, you're some of the stuff you're creating on your own but i'm sure you're learning from others for some of the youth pastors that are watching or listening is there any resources or any people that you listen to or that you watch that have helped you kind of develop some of these systems into your ministry yeah i mean uh i definitely listen to craig rochelle yeah any chance i get yeah well, he called me the other day and he asked me for <laughs> yeah craig if you're listening no, i mean one of the things that he told me that I, you know if if you're out there and this is the most important thing i had to learn he said if if someone can do something 50 percent as good as you but yeah. has potential release it yeah and you know how yeah. hard it is as leaders to release something that yeah. we're good at well you would never have someone doing announcements you would That's never right. have someone doing offering you would yeah. never have someone running so all these things so, so 
I, I think surrounding yourself, listening. I'm a reader, so mm -hmm. I like to read. Mm -hmm. You know, I get my hand. Uh, one thing I read it was this year it was the 12 week year. It's uh, not really a Christian book, no. but it's about you know engaging in 12 week blocks, not quarterly, but your whole year depends on 12 weeks. So setting wow. goals and going after them. Yeah, wow. that's yeah. awesome, man. Alex, we could, I feel like we could sit here and talk forever, man, but uh, super blessed by what you're doing. Love watching what you're doing. Super encouraged. And uh, man, I just think that uh, you're, you have the ability to, to help a lot of students, but also even help a lot of youth pastors. So um, I want to thank you for being man. here today. Yeah. Man, if you are not following my man, Alex, follow him right now. His IG is going to come up right here. Make sure that you follow him there and connect with him. Uh, DM him, you know, ask him any questions. He's a, he's a great resource, great friend, and I know he'll bless you in your ministry. So I hope you've been blessed and you've enjoyed uh, this content. Once again, thank you for tuning in, whether you're listening or you're watching. Do us a favor, get, leave us a comment, give us a like, subscribe, or if you'd like to subscribe to our bi-weekly email, you can do so by sending us your email address. You can DM us, you can email us, or leave it in the comment section. But thanks for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you next time. God bless.